There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. What's up, guys? I think it's time to ring in the new year. What do you say? Oh, yeah. good one, Jamie! <laughs> We're talking about ring, of course. Ring Video Doorbells, a proud, a proud sponsor of the Latinos Allowed podcast. Um, and, and check it out. So much happens at our front doors. And that's the one thing that definitely hasn't changed these days while we're on lockdown. Um, look, at my house, I'm getting more random people knocking on my door. You know, this the other day, you know, I just said that I got engaged. So I, I there was someone outside my door with a charcuterie board. I'm like, I didn't order any charcuterie board. <laughs> like, I, there's not a wanna, charcuterie board delivery spot around my way. Do you uh, want to tell everybody what a charcuterie board is? It's Maybe just, just a bunch of small meats and fruits and crackers. Um, it's actually, you know, quite good. But um, I, I found out that my sister had ordered it for me as an engagement gift. But I, because of the ring, I could see who was out there. You know, I was like, I don't know this person. If I would have just looked through my keyhole, I wouldn't, I would have been suspicious. But I saw that they were holding, you know, a bunch of uh, delicious little snacks for me. So um, if I didn't have the ring, I probably would have just uh, not been able to eat that. So, you know, thank you, Ring, for that. I got to get that gift. Um, Frank, I know you also get a lot of food deliveries. Yeah, talking about food. Well, you know, since I've been where I plan my meals and uh, I get my breakfast, lunch and dinner delivered to my house and, you know, going to the gym and moving around my neighborhood right in the ring. The guy delivery guy usually pops up and I'm there in five minutes. So it's been so helpful for me. You'll never miss a visitor, whether it's your neighbor, your dinner or your groceries. You can keep all your cap packages and deliveries safe. Um, Rachel, how are you using your ring? Well, I love having the Ring Video Doorbell, and I've actually added some Ring security cameras around the house, too. I just got another Ring indoor video cam, and I'll tell you why. We have one on Benji's crib, which is great because it keeps us feeling safe throughout the night, and I can monitor him and go in the other room and do what I got to do. But now that we're, you know, we're distance learning, so the little one is downstairs, and I don't always have Ojo on him. Sometimes mommy's got to feed the other one or do something on another level of this house so i got another ring video doorbell black put it downstairs so mommy has all hole all the time and Ooh. little homie was cutting class i saw him on the ring video cam the other day <laughs> there was art class happening and he was somewhere playing with the train so boop i went right on my app and i was like excuse me art class and nipped it in the bud thank you very much ring 
Yeah, and right now you can get a special offer on the Ring Welcome Kit at ring.com slash loud. This baby comes with Ring's Video Doorbell 3 and the Chime Pro, the perfect way to upgrade your front door and start your Ring experience. And Valentine's Day is coming, people. So if your girl's expecting a Ring, here's how you can fulfill her dream. Just get her a Ring Video Doorbell. Go to ring.com slash loud and tell them Latinos Out Loud sent you. The Latinos Out Loud podcast. All right, you guys, it is that time of the show here at Latinos Out Loud, where we interview someone amazing. I know I, I said I wasn't going to say amazing in 2021, but I cannot take it out of my vocabulary. <laughs> I am sorry. That's one New Year's resolution out the window. Anyway, um, this guest is amazing, super talented, so wonderful, and we're connected in so many ways. Please put your hands together for the crafty chica, Kathy Cano Murillo! Thank you for having me! <laughs> Finger snaps. Thank you for having me. The crafty oh, chica. First of all, that's super um, catchy. Like, where, where, where did that? Where did that nickname come oh, from? Oh my did gosh! You, was it just? Okay. It was like I'm the crafty chica. That's it. <laughs> yes. Back in I want to say 2001. So coming up this year is the 20th anniversary of my crafty chicaness. <laughs> and wow. I was working at the newspaper. I was on deadline writing a story, but at nighttime I had my blog and it didn't quite have a name yet. And at that time it was, it was all message boards and everyone had a crafty handle. I was on this big board called Get Crafty from crafters all over the world. We would meet and just talk about the resurging craft movement. And I was on deadline and I go, oh my God, Crafty Chica. I love that. I love that. And I went to, at the time, it was registerfly.com. And for $9.99, I bought the URL. And that weekend, I stayed up all night for like two nights in a row, like really refining my website and creating the brand. And so it has stuck. And, and now I'm, I'm finally, after all these years, like trademarked it and everything. But it has been quite a journey. I'm really proud of it. I'm, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Well, There's not a crafty Chico out there, right? Where you're like, <laughs> come there on, bro. It. This is my I, name. You know Stop trying to. What's so funny <laughs> is my husband, he's like a Rasta Chicano. You know, he's a fine artist. <laughs> and he has a reggae band, a, a Chicano what? reggae band. Wow. Yeah. And so people would tell him, are you the crafty Chico? And he would have his gato glasses on and he's like, oh, I'm like, don't tell him that. Like, no, he's not the crafty Chico. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great name. You got to keep the name of the family. You got to keep the name yeah, of the family. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm not having it. <laughs> his band <laughs> is called the Rasta Farmers and he's all about you know the chicano movement mixed with some rastafari and no time for crafty chico in there <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. So your family, like you are the crafty family, because I just want our listeners to know, because they are also fans of hers, is that Kathy's daughter is Maya in the moment from Pero Like, people. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, we we are a very artful family. My husband, you know, he's a painter and a musician, and I'm a writer and an artist and a crafter. And when we got married, we totally did everything on our own terms. We did not tell our parents that at the wedding, my husband wore an, a royal Ethiopian garb that was gifted to him by this prince from Ethiopia what? as a wedding gift. And I wore my mom's wedding dress from like the 19, early 1960s. Wow. And everyone was like, what the heck is this couple? <laughs> <laughs> but we just, that night we were like, you know what? Let's make a living doing art and music and let's raise our kids to you know, to be artful and appreciate world culture and appreciate everything. And both of them grew up like being our little roadies, personal assistants, you know, craft fair vendors, all of it, blogging, helping me film, do all of my content. And for their 16th birthday, I bought them each their own URL and put a website together. So Maya's was Maya in the moment because she was about making YouTube videos and singing. And my son's is the geek life because he was into gaming and sci-fi. And now here they are, they're 27 and 30 and they're both doing their brands. They both like took it in their own direction. So we definitely are, you know, like a techie, artful techie type of family. Yeah, you're like a very creative, there's like music and tech and and performing arts and craftiness yes and i mean just a note can you adopt me (laughs) i think the key like any parent who has young kids right now you really have to pay attention to what their interests are and don't try to shoehorn them into what society says you should do with your kids like we tried putting them in sports and all of this stuff they were not having it and we did not push it on them I just both of them I was like what do you love to do because that's what's going to make you grow into a happy adult is is doing what you love and and even though our families were like this is horrible parenting in the long run it turned out to be the best kind of parenting because they're happy adults now they're doing what they love to do Wow, I Kathy, am, I, I saw on, I saw so on your website inspired. that you that your husband taught you how to draw. Mm. He did, yes, he did, because I was just like the all about the glitter and the glue, and I would, uh, and it goes back to grade school where you know when you draw, they put your picture on the wall for parent teacher conferences, and my <laughs> pictures never got picked to go on the wall. And it's yeah, my whole life. I'm like, oh, I'm not good at drawing. And I would tell him, can you draw this? And finally, one day he said, you know what? You need to learn to draw yourself. And so that really pushed me. And, you know, it's full circle because the what some of the stuff I did today, I'm designing a new greeting card line that comes out later this year. So I'm so thankful for him that he pushed me to do that because I would have never taken it up. I would have just, you know, canceled it because I thought I wasn't good at it. Amazing. So I want to just uh, dip into your entrepreneurial craft. 
uh, a yes. I don't think call it because I read an article about you. Uh, don't you call it creativepreneur? Is that a is that the term? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I don't. Know I read that. I was like, oh, I like this. But yeah, it's like I just I I started saying it, but I noticed other people have used it too. So I'm like, okay, it's a thing. Let's go with um, it. Jamie and I are like wordcraft nerds. I think. <laughs> <laughs> We love wordplay. I think we both appreciate good wordplay or, you know, uh, word uh, usage variations in a joke. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, creativepreneurs so, is... So, wait, explain that. that. Well, yeah, I want to know about, like, this entrepreneurial mm-hmm. uh, spirit you have here. You've launched several different products, which have been featured in publications um, on HSN. So, let's... <laughs> Dig a little into that part of your brand, please. Yes. Well, the term creativepreneur, I love using that because, of course, entrepreneur, but it's also about making a living as an artist, as a working creative. And for so long, people have always had this stigma about artists of like, oh, this struggling artist, this starving artist. Oh, I'm an artist. I can't do that. And I feel like artists and creatives we have the opportunity to be so much um have so much prosperity and abundance because we have so many ideas and it's just a matter of acting on those ideas so I also have um you know like some ADHD things that have played positively into being an entrepreneur because I get an idea and I go with it and it really has always stemmed from what I love to do and making a business out of that. And early on, it was making jewelry. And I just took them into a store and said, would you like to buy my earrings to sell to your customers? And it was my husband and I, we needed to pay our electric bill. And I put these earrings, like 12 sets on a 16 by 20 canvas. And I thought, okay, if we sell each one for $10 and the whole canvas, we'll give them a deal for $100. And then we sell to three stores, that's $300. That's our bill. I always have factored it that way. And once it's sold, I'm like, oh my God, we made $300. And we started with like uh, watercolor paper and paints and we made paper earrings. And this is in our early marriage days where, you you know, we were still strong, like, let's do art and music. And I'm like, oh, good, good for you. And, but you know what? I'm, I'm just so proud of that way of thinking because that's what got us rolling. And once I saw that opportunity, I'm like, wow, let's, you know, let's level up. But then we made a mistake because I got so excited that one of the store owners was a sales rep and she took our samples and like within a couple months we had 300 accounts of our art and this was in the mid to late 90s and there was no latino um there was fine art and then there was um like little souvenir gifts but there was nothing in the middle like Loteria earrings or a sugar skull pill. No one even knew what Dia de los Muertos was. And so we filled that, like we were there. So everybody ordered and we spent two years. It was awful. We had so much, so many orders. I just could not handle it. And uh, my husband and I were like, okay, this isn't what we meant. Like we should have been more specific. 
And that's when I went to work at the newspaper because I always loved writing and reporting and covering entertainment because, again, doing what I love to do. And while I was there, they asked me to write a craft column. And I got so excited about the craft column because that's when Martha was really big. And Mm -hmm. I was kind of the anti-Martha because I could not just use like that pretty you know, mint green color, like all of my projects were like super bright colors with high gloss varnish. And I just decided to do my own thing. And the column ended up getting syndicated to 130 papers all around the country. Wow. And that's when I realized, okay, you know what, I'm on to something. And that's when I launched Crafty Chica. And I looked at Tyra's website, JLo's website, Oprah's website, E! Online, CNN, and I'm like, I want to make my site look like a crafty version of their sites. And that's how it got rolling. And once I mastered those things, I'm like, okay, you know, I looked at like Oprah's site and I'm like, okay, she has this, she has this, she has this, these different avenues. So I'm like, okay, I'll have my licensed goods. I'll have my handmade goods. I'll teach workshops. And, you know, so I just started creating those different branches and just to look larger than life. And it has been very steady like all this time it has just been non-stop for the past 20 years so wow. that kind of sums it up in a nutshell <laughs> what a journey what a beautiful wow. journey uh an inspirational journey um and just how you involve your children is very inspiring to me as a mom uh to a five-year-old and a two-year-old both yeah. boys mm-hmm. who yes. have all they've already started declaring their interests and i'm listening loud and clear i think it's one of the most like entertaining things about parenthood is to just kind of watch your dna unfold you know like i know yes see what 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 did you extract from my (laughs) genes hopefully mostly the good stuff um yes (laughs) like one is really into trains and the mta and he's now like peaking as an artist and I'm like whoa you did that freestyle bro like I can't believe what he's drawing without tracing humble brag um that's cool so I'm gonna embrace that as much as I can and and I I just I was already on target.com just like putting paints and different brushes <laughs> and like all the fun Crayola stuff. But anyway, we yes. can talk all day about that, but I'm very inspired by that because, you know, that's kind of the anti old school Latino mm-hmm. way. No, you cannot be creative. You're going to go to school and you're going to become yes. a teacher or you're going to become a crossing guard or whatever <laughs> yes. it is that I, you know, I'm saying I'm going to mold you to be. And here you are having been developed a very different way of thinking. So I guess my part B question to that is like, how else are you seeing that unfold now in your children whom are older at this point? Well, I I think that for me, it was breaking that generational cycle, having the guts to break that jet because you are so right. I grew up with my parents. They were they were supportive, but they weren't really encouraging about having, you know, having their daughter and son-in-law be full-time artists with kids. 
And that kind of made me push it more to be successful at it. It gave me something to work towards. And now with, with, you know, our kids grown up now, they get it. Like they understand that you don't, it doesn't have to be so linear of, you know, you go to school and you get out of school and then you go to college and then you get your job or you get married. Ours is a crazy thing. I got my college degree at 36 years old at night school when I was working for the paper. And, you know, it's, and you can pick and choose piecemeal your goals in your life of the way you put it together. And they realize that. And so that's what they do with their lives is, is okay, if you don't want to have a traditional job, figure out how much money you want to make for the year and then come up with the formula of projects that it's going to take you to get to that number. And Mm -hmm. that allows you to be creative and to have that strategy. And I love that they do that. I love that they pick that up, you know, from growing up with us because we were very much when it came to money in the house, we were like, okay, this month, you know, our electric bill is this much money. So what can we do next month to make it lower? Cause then we'll have more money to go do fun things. Whereas, you know, the older generation with my parents is like, they would hide the bills. We don't <laughs> ask about money. You know, all we knew is money doesn't grow on trees, you know? So I, I really like that they have embraced that and they're, they're undoing even more layers that I hadn't got to. And I hope that their kids continue that as well. So, okay, you had a product, your sixth product launch on HSN this past November, which I I really appreciate this like smorgasbord of stuff that you put together for HSN because mm-hmm. there's a lot of spirituality behind this piecing together of the units uh, of this yes. product. <laughs> so can you explain to everybody what I'm talking about? <laughs> Oh, yeah. So like everything, my whole thing is sharing positivity through creativity. And there was this lady from HSN back in 2015. She had talked to me about going on HSN and I couldn't quite find the right match with the manufacturer. And this year, I I just kind of or last year, I should say, I made it happen. I found a manufacturer right here in my hometown of Phoenix, Arizona. And this lady was just so cool. She stayed in touch with me all these years. And I just knew that I wanted the product line to reflect my personality, which, you know, I'm female, I'm Latina, Mexican-American. I love affirmational things. I love bright colors. So I built the whole product line around that so that people could use it for any occasion and end up with you know a fun card or a fun banner that they could hang up and it was really I was really anxious and nervous because it's very different from what they have on HSN crafting and you know what I was on there I did two segments and not only did they sell out, but they reordered and then they booked me back for the rest of the year. So I'm nice. just yeah. oh, nice. them. Nice. And but the coolest thing was later that day I got some emails 
from people saying, oh my God, I looked at HSN and I saw black hair, like bushy black hair. Like, oh, yeah, I'm HSN. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that was me. Represent, represent. <laughs> my mother's always on HSN, HSN so she's, she'll probably be making a yes. lot of impulse yes. vibes. Really? Lydia's yeah. like that. Lydia Every time I go there, she's like, Mina, I saw something on HSN. <laughs> I think I'm going to buy a, a 75 inch TV from HSN. I'm like, no. Lenovo <laughs> was more exciting than being on HSN was getting the training for HSN. Ooh. Because Ooh. I don't know how much I can talk about it, but it was like, tell us, tell us. Of, yes. it was, it was just so cool. Like I was trained with a girl who invented these light up slippers that did something. And then, a girl from a cosmetics company and a guy who had a garage um, contraption of some sort. And so we just had to go through this training about how to sell a product. And, you know, it's, it's, and we all know it's selling tactics. You're like, it's about the person. It's not about you. It's about the viewer. And mm. it, I love that stuff. I love hearing the inside angles of how they do it. And then we had to send a practice tape and they had to critique it and send it back. And so I find that so fascinating. I mm. love all of that side of it. And of course, being on HSN was really fun too, but for me, I love the behind the scenes part of it. Mm. Yeah, I it's a skill that. that they have. Yes. Anytime yes. I'm watching that, I'm like, I need to get, even if it's something that I necessarily don't need, but I'm like, yeah, I'm getting that, you know. <laughs> but I can see that, like, has that played into your marriage? Because I would see, I would benefit from selling on HSN. I would totally use that strategy <laughs> here at home. Like, what oh do you God. mean we don't need a Bluetooth blender? Exactly. Let me just tell like you why. <laughs> You, Mr. Husband, why you need it, okay? I, Yo, I, I need those first slippers. I need them. I, no, you know what's funny is my husband, he's just as weird as I am. So it's like, do we need a light-up popcorn air popper? <laughs> sure, why yeah. you know? Of course you do. Yes. That's amazing. He's my bestie, you know? It's like he gets me. So, yeah, he, he was into it as well. But I, I think the main thing is like, just don't be afraid to nail down a lofty goal, you know, like a big goal. Like we have this thing, this mindset where we have to do a thousand steps to get to that goal or it's going to fall out of the sky in our lap. Neither one is true. It's like you can get there in a shorter time than you think if you plan for it and mm. fo stay focused because mm. let me tell you I have tried this all the things that I thought I couldn't do like um writing two novels becoming a published author with two I mean I have 10 I have craft yes. books but I wanted to be a Latina fiction women's fiction writer oh. and I did that last year my challenge was to in eight weeks, buy a car in cash, a brand new 2021 car in cash. And I did it. You yes, know? mama. Woo. Yes. So it's just through art workshops. You know, I said, here's the price of the car. How many art workshops can I teach? I ended up doing a holiday retreat for 100 people at $199 each. So, I mean, so every year it's like a different challenge of like, what can I clear? What can I do to break these barriers that I've had? And 
I think if everyone did that, it would be a happier world. Don't you think? Yeah. Like if people spent time focusing on how to better themselves to be how we can serve others at the same time, it just, it works some magic. You also do public speaking as well. Yes. That's an example of you wanting to share your, like your success process with, with others. Right. Is that why? Yes. I definitely want to spread it around. Yeah. I love doing that because you know, at this age, other women my age or, or younger women, we have so much on our plate and so many expectations and we end up pushing our own goals and self-care kind of down the list. Hmm. And I feel like I'm proof that if you keep your goals on your to-do list every day, you can get to them. You don't have to, you, some things you sacrifice, like watching Dancing with the Stars every week. That's not go. <laughs> That's like, Frank's favorite Jamie, show. Jamie, no, wait. You know, I watched The Bachelor. Jamie. I watched The Bachelor and Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you just kind of like look at your schedule and say, okay, what can I really help? Maybe this season I'll sit it out and I'm going to replace that time with working on my book outline, you know, mm-hmm. like find those little pockets where you can switch it up to, to move forward with your goal. And Maya and I, we have this thing that we call do it for your future self. And we didn't invent it. It's out there, but we actually get into the role of future Kathy and future Maya and oh, wow. have a conversation. Sometimes it's when we're on an edible, maybe, you know, like, <laughs> <trying> to- <laughs> but I'm like, oh, oh, I interviewed her as future Maya one time. I'm like, so Maya, congratulations on your third Netflix series. What is, what's different this time? And, wow. and then she like, we did this full on interview and it was so real. We're like, oh, wait a minute. It's like 2020 right now. <laughs> but <laughs> I hold up. I didn't get that ingredient in your hot chocolate bomb mix. uh, (laughs) I think you was missing an ingredient there. Yes. (laughs) But, you know, think of your future self. Like, what can you do now that your future self will be happy you did? Mm. That's a good little motivating factor. Wow. I love that so much. And, you know, my last question to wrap this interview was going to be, you know, do you have any advice for people that are looking to follow this kind of trajectory or career path or journey? But you totally covered that just now. Um, (laughs) I mean, just to drill it down, here we are in January, pick out three things you want to do this year. And Mm. then write a list of what you have to do to make those things happen. And say you pick one thing and then time box it out. Like within two months, I say it's a book. I'm okay. Within two months, I'm going to have my book proposal done within the next two months. I'm going to reach out, like just put the steps together. That's the biggest mistake I feel people make is they have a goal and a general outline, but get specific with those steps, those action steps, and you will see big results. Right. Playing off of going off of that with fan interaction and your fans, do you get a lot of people that actually come to you with their success stories? Even if it's just like I, I because of, you know they send you their craft, something is something like they they send you their craft creations or something even bigger where it's like you motivated me to do this. Do you get a lot of fan oh interaction yes, like definitely. I would say the biggest thing was when we were all in quarantine. And I noticed this also when 9-11 happened, when the recession happened, 
traffic on my website went up because people are looking for ideas of things to make things to mm -hmm. do um it's a comfort you know like crafting is such an anxiety reliever and so i i, I when quarantine was happening i'm like i need to serve the people we need more craft <laughs> <laughs> and it just the way it evolved like first it was how to make a mask out of a bed sheet and then it was like how to make oh. masks in bulk for your local hospital or your family two weeks oh. later how to make masks to sell them how to merchandise oh. them like it moves so fast and i was on it and i launched this thing called um corazon craft night so every Wednesday during quarantine, I invited um, different Latino makers to share a 15 minute craft on Instagram live. Wow. So we had a time block of two hours and everyone would finish watching mine. They'd go to the next account, the next account, the next account. So everyone got so exposed cool. to new followers and everyone by the end of the night, they had learned like six to eight new projects that they could make or that they could sell to make extra money because a lot of people, you know, lost their jobs. So that was like the, I was like crying every Wednesday, just happy tears of hearing the feedback that people mm. really appreciated those extra ideas of, you know, how to do things. So yeah, I do hear a lot of feedback from people about all the different projects and Every time I get bummed out or stressed out or self-doubt, I think of that. I'm like, it's not about me. It's about helping other people get inspired. And then that switches it and I get motivated again. Nice. Maybe you should come back and help us with a. We should have a crafting segment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and we're doing it with you at the same time. You know, I yes. think that'd be fun. Oh my god, that would be yeah. so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that. That sounds yeah. like a great idea. Well, I, I I hate to have to wrap this interview because ah, there's so much more uh, that we could talk about. But please, you guys, one more time for the crafty chica, Kathy Cano Morillo. Thank you for coming on the show. And thank you so much. Like, I think we all want you to be our mom. Uh, yeah. okay. I'm there. Yeah, you are the coolest mom ever. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Have a wonderful week. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.